0: Once you are self-aware, you must make a change. Welcome to The Millionaire Woman Show, where we'll be discussing leadership, business, human potential, inspiring you to live rich from the inside out. Unlock your creativity, stretch out of your comfort zone, break through your barriers, take inspired action, and achieve epic results. Now here's your host, three-time best-selling author, speaker, and certified
1: executive coach, deborah kazowski
0: hello everyone and welcome back to the millionaire woman show if it's your first time here we're grateful that you're here and those returning we have a show that is going to light you up where we talk about life leadership and business here on the millionaire woman show today's guest nicole overkamp has an mba She's a chartered financial consultant, certified divorce financial analyst, and as a personal financial expert, business coach for women. She's the founder and CEO of both Wilcox Financial Group and Power Her House Money Coaching. Please welcome Nicole to the Millionaire Woman Show. So glad you're here. I know I had to cancel on you once and now I finally got you in place for us to have some fun this evening.
1: Oh, I'm so looking forward to the chat. Well, Nicole, you know, I was
0: playing on your Instagram today, looking at some of the reels and it really sparked, you know, just some questions that came to me. And I was wondering, just can you start off with sharing how you even got involved in the financial world,
1: how money coaching became a calling for you? Yes, of course. So, I got into the financial world by accident. I was working as an assistant for a financial advisor at a really large firm, and uh, I was I was very young at the time. I was going through college and fell in love with the industry and the idea of being able to make an impact and help people in a way where you could actually see that transformation. And so, uh, you know, I, I had spent a few years there, and, and the more I learned about life in the real world, the more I hated it and that uh, that big uh, corporate sales-focused culture. I really wanted to create something a lot more holistic and uh, comprehensive and in terms of financial planning. And over the years and as I built the firm, I realized there's this huge gap between uh, where some women are and starting financial planning. And so that's where uh, how her house was created, actually. Uh, You know, it stemmed from all of the things I learned through creating Wilcox Financial Group. And so uh, I I knew that we could serve in a much better, more meaningful way and fill that gap. And so we created this money coaching program. And, uh, you know, I really liken it to the boot camp to get you ready for financial planning, where we work on your uh, mindset, your behavior years, all of the things that you have surrounding money, whether it is uh, uh, things that you're stuck on from the past that you can't get over, whether it's confidence that you're you're needing to build and just rewiring your brain in terms of how you're thinking about money so that you can build consistencies and discipline in your life and, and eliminate a lot of that self-sabotaging behavior that we sometimes have, as well as building and understanding your, your cash flow and where your money is going. I mean, how many of us make a lot of money and we have no idea where it goes, you know, um, and in starting to just get intentional and understanding the value of putting your money where your goals are, instead of uh, maybe doing it at a clip where it's, it's for somebody else and not towards something that you really want.
0: I love how you talk about putting money where your goals are. And I'm also excited because we talk a lot about mindset and habits on the show. And, you know, also one of the things that is something that I'm really wanting to work on for people and listening to the mm-hmm. show is the word mistakes. And how we need to see them as learning opportunities. And one of the things that I really noticed when you're addressing women is, you know, you don't put any judgment. But Mm -hmm. I'm curious, what was one of your biggest learning mistakes when it came to money?
1: Well, I had so many. Uh, and, and you know, I think that's why we stress the no judgment thing because there's always that massive fear around uh, they're going to judge me and I'm so shameful of where I am. But uh, you know where where I come from, the team comes from, we've all fell on our face a few times. We've all done so many ridiculous things. And so um, the most, I I guess the first or earliest mistake that I made was feeling like I had to buy things to impress people, Uh, feeling like I had to fill my closet with a, a bazillion suits and 200 pairs of shoes. And 200 pairs of shoes is not an embellishment, right? I, um, I came from being very poor, and not having any money to making decent money. And I wanted my friends and I wanted my family so desperately to think I'm successful. I was like, begging for that, um, like approval, and for them to think I I made it, you know, I, I always felt like so suppressed. And so, um, you know, it, it took me a long time to learn that Um, It's a waste of money to put your money toward a belief you want somebody else to have versus the one you have in yourself. Uh, And it it also didn't feel in alignment with who I wanted to become and what I was talking about. And so that was in my 20s, my very early 20s. And it took me a few years to be self-aware of that habit. And it took a lot of confidence building, I think, in, um, in coming to the conclusion that that was um, not healthy, but also not putting my money where my goals really were. So that was, that was probably the first adult career (laughs) money mistake that I had.
0: And, and, you know, that's not uncommon. I think of my money mistakes and, you know, when you're in your twenties, you're often have some insecurities Mm -hmm. or putting yourself out there for the, probably the first time ever independently. And you want to impress people. So, you know, for those of you who are listening, who might be in your twenties, just be prepared that to put your money where your goals are. And I love how Nicole's emphasizing that. What's really interesting and intriguing is what makes money intimidating to people?
1: Well, I think it it's a layer of things. So it is the belief that we've never had any. So if we get it, what are we going to do with it? And what if we make a mistake? What if we do the wrong thing? Uh, and so there's, there's that, because as much as we have a fear of uh, failing, we have a fear of success. And sometimes we just don't realize it. So we can make money, but a lot of times it's difficult to keep it. So uh, that sometimes is, is intimidating. And it's also intimidating to ask for help surrounding money because money brings up emotions we didn't know existed. Uh, it's extremely vulnerable. And if we ask for help, Uh, We may hear things we don't want to hear and we may be told things that are going to be uncomfortable or provoke some kind of change. And sometimes for, for us and being human, that's hard to face, uh, and so that's that's extremely intimidating to think about that. Especially if there are a lot of other things surrounding what it is that you're about to bring up. Maybe it's an uncomfortable conversation with your partner, or something you know that you need to address, um, or maybe you worked yourself up for it to be such a bigger problem than what it really is. Because most of the time, it's not that big of a deal. Uh, you know, everything's figure outable, and so um, you know that's that's certainly uh, a few parts of it. And and then the next is that there's so much information out there there's so much jargon out there. And in the financial industry, it's so uh, common for uh, men, many men to talk at you or talk down at you in and purposefully confuse you so that you don't ask questions. Uh, You know, I, I, I saw it so much growing up in the industry. And it's an ego thing, I think, you know, a lot of the time. And so that in itself, is intimidating when you're, you're feeling already insecure and then someone talks down at you versus alongside with you in language that you can really digest. So, um, you know, there's just so many different things and, and a lot of stories that surround that. Yeah you know when people ask the question they're
0: coming from a place of curiosity and you know it's sad to think that people are saying you know talking down to you and the first thing that came to my mind when you said that is what do you mean you don't know why are you <laughs> asking this question you right. know? and you know we wouldn't be asking if we knew the answer <laughs> and um for for women to feel comfortable with asking and take pride that they're being vulnerable. They're being brave by asking to gain the knowledge that they need. And, you know, when you talked about emotions of money, I find it fascinating when, you know, you can walk through someone's house and you can see what's important to them. You can see where they invest in themselves, whether it be, you know, I'm guilty of a library of books, (laughs) <laughs> um, I do have you know a few things in the closet I don't have 200 pairs of shoes but thinking about where those emotions are tied to and sometimes you know those shoes or extra outfits are that that feel filling a void for some people into mm-hmm. something that's missing in their lives yeah. so I, I'd love to hear how you help women examine those emotions of money mm-hmm.
1: Uh, it's a lot of question asking and and allowing them to, Uh, uh, expand their thought around something they've been avoiding, right? Um, Because there's always a meaning behind it. You know, you're so right. Like we are filling a void and it's, it's as much as paying attention to if you need to get out of the house because you can't be there anymore. Where do you go? Uh, Do you go to um, the gym? Do you go for a walk or do you go to Target and walk around and buy stuff? (laughs) you know um a lot of us go to target and walk around and buy stuff because we feel like we're being productive right we're doing an errand we're buying something we're coming home with something so there's like that gratification uh but often it's the the process of doing that is is filling the void of not being happy at home uh or feeling overwhelmed because your kids are all over you and your husband's nagging you and you're just trying to get work done but because you work from home you're not really working right uh or or whatever the case may be and so it's it's paying attention to the habits that are showing up in your life that aren't serving you and asking yourself why uh, we don't do that enough. We don't pay attention to the things that uh, don't serve us. We, we pay a lot of attention to the, the expectations of, um, th- that people have of us and in making sure that we are pleasing them and filling those expectations. But when it comes to looking inward and asking, you know, am I really showing up in a way? that's, that's in total alignment with um, not only who I'm becoming, but how I feel um, and how I want to feel. And if there's incongruencies there, it's, it's, that's where I dive in, right. Um, And, and ask them, you know, where can we start to tweak or pivot or ensure that the things that you do every day are going to reflect the goals that you just wrote down on paper, right? Uh, because it, there's that you know famous saying, I don't know where it came from, um, is that what you do every day matters so much more than what you do once in a while. But how often do we pay attention to what we do every day? <laughs> yeah. not, not very, right? Uh, and so it's, it's looking at that, you know, in reverse engineering from there. And it's time
0: to take the ordinary and making it, making it extraordinary. Because mm-hmm. when we start to pay attention to those habits, those ways we show up, then we can start. It starts with awareness, mm-hmm. uh, alignment. And then there comes in that coaching for that accountability to really show up and be that person where you, again, going back to putting your money where your goals are and being in alignment with your values what is the most common reason that women um, let their financial and I know there's men listening to us as well. So this can pertain to you as well, that they let their financial um, future fall fall along the wayside. What What is the most common reason?
1: Uh, it is it's procrastination and, and fear. Truly, you know, we we procrastinate around this because it is Uh, uncomfortable, it's unknown. And so we avoid it, you know, and, and I want to be, you know, clear with something too, is, is procrastination is not uh, being lazy. Uh, So don't think that of yourself. It's, it's avoiding something you're afraid of. It's avoiding a pain or a discomfort. And, and we procrastinate on that because it is either overwhelming intimidating, we're afraid of what we're going to hear, or we don't want to have to change what we're doing right now, because that might be um, uncomfortable. And, and oftentimes we, we say to ourselves, well, I'm, I'm, I'm just really ashamed of where I am. And so I'm going to get better at this and then get help next year, right? Um, and we all know that you're going to be in the same spot or a worse spot next year. Uh, and so it's, it's really, you know, getting over, I I think that initial, uh, fear of procrastination of this and knowing that, um, any action is better action, uh, in, in, especially when it comes to money and finances, you know, uh, starting today is, is so much more important than, than delaying that, Um, you know, everything, everything counts. Yeah.
0: And when you think that women make the majority of the financial decisions in the household, Mm -hmm. And majority of purchases are emotion driven. It is really important for women to really get a handle on the finances, you know, get more familiar with the jargon Mm -hmm. so that they can really, um, as you call, own your future. Can Mm -hmm. you tell us uh, more about the importance of that personal vision, that owning the Mm -hmm. future and putting it down on paper?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I think that if you were to take time and really give it respect, right, maybe block two, three hours and start to think about who you're becoming, where you want to go, what you want to achieve and what that really looks like, not only with your uh, business that you're building or your career or um, professional goals, but personally right how do you want to feel around your family your friends your kids uh, and yourself like your your own personal mental health and your physical health and everything that you're doing you know we we are building these empires or crushing our our careers because we have this deeper meaning most of the time to want to feel some kind of freedom the ability to do what we want when we want with who we want. And usually that's outside of the business. And so, you know, that, that personal why is going to fuel your ambitions to, to grow um, your business or whatever the case may be. And so if you are, you are able to allow yourself the time to write down that vision, but then anchor it with a why, right? So I do this all the time with my, my coaching clients, my financial planning clients, when they say like, well, I want to save hundred K this year. Why? Like, why do you want to save 100K this year? How are you going to feel and what is that going to get you? Because if you don't think about why you throw that number out there, uh, the likeliness of you actually achieving it is really, really low uh, because you're you're not going to have that that understanding of why it's important when things get difficult or challenging. And so what happens without that is is when stuff starts to suck, you fall back on your ordinary habit. Can you stop because you forget. It's like doing that vision board where you only put the pretty pictures on the board, but you don't think about why they're important. And so, you know, two weeks into the year, you're like, oh, well that, you know, pair of shoes up there, that house doesn't really matter because this is hard, right? <laughs> and, and you go back. So it's, 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 it's thinking about what you want, who you're becoming, but then why most importantly that you want it and how you're going to feel when you get there. So it's important enough to get you through it was really hard times um, because you can be in love with what you're doing, but you're not going to love every day, right? Um, That's completely unrealistic. I I love what I do. I love uh, my friends and my family, but like in my husband, but like there are days where I just want to like strangle my husband, right? Like maybe knock him out. Uh, There are days where I want to throw my hands in the air and like say I quit, you know, in in business, but at the end of the day, I, I keep going, I keep showing up because because I I have this crystal clear vision of what that's going to look like in the future. And so um, if you do that on any level with with your goals, it's going to be so much easier to save every day, to spend less on the crap that doesn't matter, to uh, maybe start a, a fund so that you can have generational wealth. I mean, there's just so many different ways that you can go with it. But if you don't give yourself the time and respect to think about you, in what you want, um, it's going to be very difficult to, uh, make that life that you dream about happen in reality. Yeah. And, and it's
0: so important to have an emotional connection to your goals. And that's why that, why that it's deep enough to motivate you to make, have that internal driver within you. So money is often can be seen as a source of stress for people. Um, Mm -hmm. How do you change how women think uh, and feel about their money?
1: It is, you know, it's a lot of getting them to change their perspective, right? So and a lot of women actually aren't motivated by money, because it, you know, when you say, oh, you're just going to make more that doesn't like light a lot of women up, you know, if, if you say, well, you can take your kids to Disney, and you can give them this experience, and you'll be able to take care of your mother, that lights them up. And so I think a lot of the time, it's actually just converting some of the language that you're using or telling yourself. And, uh, you know, I I actually had this conversation with a client earlier today, and, and she's an online coach. And she's like, I just don't care about money. She's like, I've got enough. I'm, you know, I know, I want these things. But every time money hits my bank account, like, I just take from it because I I, I need something else to motivate me, uh, you know? And, and so what we ended up doing is we changed her accounts to, you know, her savings account now is her independence fund because she wants a divorce. So she's got to to work towards that. She's in a very toxic relationship. So, um, you know, she's got her independence fund, her future home fund, her taking her kids to Disney, and we just changed the titles. So that way, when she's going to take from that account, she's actually seeing physically that she is taking from her future independence fund. And that feels different, right? It feels a lot different when you're reminding yourself of that. And it's a lot more uh difficult to rob from your savings to buy something that doesn't really matter. Um and, and it helps you realign. So so a lot of the time is you know sometimes those little games that that we play, but truly it's just changing your focus. It's having you think about it in a different way and practicing that. You know, it's all about progress when it comes to money and and planning and for your future, you know, you're not going to be perfect right away. Uh, But if you can build on that progress and and make those steps over time, you're going to feel so much more confident about everything that you're doing. And that's so
0: powerful. Like just hearing, hearing it in my mind going, I'm taking out of my independence fund. I'm taking away from my freedom. And I'm like, (laughs) oh, feels like somebody punched you in the gut. And I was like, Oh, that would, I would be like, no, I'm not touching that. Is there another fund? <laughs> <laughs> I Love that, the, you know, changing the label, but of course, you know, wherever our focus is, that's where our attention and energy goes. Mm-hmm. To. So if you have that thought of taking away from your freedom, taking away from your independence, taking away from the chance to take your kids to Disney, I'm like, wow, that makes you think twice. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. powerful way. Um, One of my words, Nicole, this year, um, for me personally is elevate. And I want it to show up kind of that golden thread through everything I do in 2022. So when you're thinking about, you know, the audience that we're focused on today, how, what is one action they can do to elevate their financial gain?
1: I think that is um, looking at what they want to achieve and picking one priority that they're going to focus on. So if you looked at your 2022 and you you wrote down three financial goals, I want you to pick one and get hyper-focused on it. And if it's something that you need to ask for help for, ask for help, whatever it is, commit to that, get hyper-focused and figure out how it's going to happen And then go to two or three. But just pick that one priority, solidify a game plan, and then stack on top of that. Because I promise it will elevate you. And it will take away that overwhelm of it being so much at the same time. Awesome. Thank you. So our
0: mindsets often are what get us in our way of our own success. What is one mindset hack that you would offer everyone listening here
1: today? Oh, wow. That is, is such a good question. But I think the one mindset hack that I will give you, and it is something that I tell myself over and over again, is that I am worth the effort. So if there is ever resistance that I am feeling, if there is ever something that I'm about to not show up for myself, I tell myself I am worth the effort. And I do it anyways, or I say no anyways, or I have the hard conversation anyways. Uh, And so that for me has been a game changer and really a a powerful practice is that I am worth the effort. You are worth the effort. And we, um, I I believe we need to remind ourselves of that all the time uh, because we forget quickly. (laughs) That's very true. Yeah. Very true. Um, So as
0: you know, we serve people through life, leadership, and business. And I'm going to just turn it around a little bit for, you know, speaking business owner to business owner. Mm-hmm. Did you have naysayers along your journey to tell you that, you know you're doing the wrong thing? I can't believe you're doing this. You know, are you sure you're going to be successful? And if so, what did you do about it?
1: <laughs> so I'm dying when you're asking me this question because all I had was naysayers, <laughs> like, I I literally um, had to pay someone to tell me I could do it. <laughs> you know, and I'll hire a business coach to be like, yeah, you're going to crush it. You know, um, from the very beginning, you know, I, I, I started my own business when I was 25 uh, as a financial advisor in a very old men's world. Um, and so I was told I should get a job. I couldn't do it. I was going to fail. Um, you're an idiot for just working with women. Why would you only work with women? They don't make any money. I mean, like, all of those things. Right. And so, um, you know, what I did about it is I ignored it, uh, because one of the most powerful things that I, I don't remember exactly if I read it or listened to it on a podcast, it was probably listening. Cause I don't read a whole lot. Uh, I listened to all my books, but it was the, if somebody is telling you something and giving you advice that didn't walk in the, the path that you're about to walk, don't listen to it, you know, and, and I took that to heart. And I was like, all these dudes have no idea what they're talking about. I know that I made for more and, and I can absolutely achieve this and fill this gap that I'm seeing, I'm feeling, I experienced I'm going to do it anyways. And, and, you know, every time I had that naysayer, it was like fuel in my tank truly to, to prove them wrong. And so I, I actually am very grateful for those naysayers. Uh, they, they helped me get to where I am today. Uh, but, but that's what I did. You know, I just realized like you, you're not doing what I'm trying to do. You haven't done that. So your advice is, is really a whole lot of garbage. So, uh, you know, it's, it was easy to, to tune it out and, and use it as, is rocket fuel. Uh, to, to build what, what I had that vision for. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that because
0: I know that, you know, when people start sharing some of these naysayers, especially when they're growing their businesses, I I really find it helpful. One, one of the, an individual that I follow, he said, uh, you know, be happy. You don't have the resources because that's going to drive you to find your resource. That's going to be your intrinsic motivator to show people that you know how to get things done. And that's one of the greatest motivators to get you out of bed in the morning. Mm -hmm. And soon enough, you'll build that you can start from nothing. And just like you've built your clientele, you had to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. And Again, those naysayers chances are those are, are the ones who have never followed your path. So thank you for sharing that with us, Nicole. It's very, very important. Um, so, you listen to audiobooks. What would be one game changing book that has
1: impacted your life? Well, I will, uh, uh, talk about one that I read last year and atomic habits. So, uh, that was, was huge for me because I'm very much a zero to 100 person. And, uh, and, and that book helped me, um, change my game quite a bit in, in the concept of habit stacking and just doing one small thing, mastering that, and then going to the next, you know, and, and it helped me be more consistent with some of the things I was hitting resistance at. And so, um, that book was, was terrific because it, it gave you immediate things that you could implement. I love books like that <laughs> when, when you, when you read it and like tomorrow you can change. And so uh, that to me was, was really great. And I would actually encourage like any entrepreneur to read that book, regardless of your level. Uh, it's, it's huge. And I think it's important to revisit some of those things too, because we, we forget, uh, you know, and, and it's easy to, to fall back in routine. So that was a good one. I'm curious. Mm-hmm. How do you get curious about your own resistance? Uh, I well, I, I'm very self-aware, actually. You know, that that's one of my gifts. Like I um and I'm I'm naturally um, not very uh, disciplined, if you will, right? Like I am really good at making excuses and procrastinating. Uh, and so I've created a routine that doesn't allow me to fail. Um, I've set up systems in my day and, and habits so that I can't get lazy. I can't procrastinate. I can't fall off track. And so for me, whenever I realize that I'm saying something, but I'm actually not doing anything is when I get really curious and I say, well, like, wait a minute, like, why am I, why am I not, doing this? What can I do? What can I implement in my life so that I show up better? Uh, and a lot of times it's so simple, you know, like, uh, for example, uh, fitness for me is really important. You know, if I'm not working out and, and taking care of my body, I'm not showing up for my clients. I'm, I'm not, um, operating at the level that I need to and having the energy. And I, I you know, uh, uh, last year I realized like I'm slacking on my workouts and it was because of my schedule. And so, um, I realized it's because I wasn't prepared at work, you know, so I brought my Peloton to work. I have a uh, an, like an exact duplicate of all of my makeup, my shampoo, my conditioner gym clothes it's all at the office you know and it was the easiest like tweak in the like who can't bring an extra thing of makeup to the, like you know and unfortunately you know i'm very lucky i have a shower there but um either way like it was it was such a simple tweak and now no excuses like i can fit in at least 20 minutes a day and if i don't like i'm fooling myself you know so um that for me was was just like a good example of of digging in and getting curious like you know like calling yourself out a little bit you know um, because it, it, nothing is more painful than knowing you're capable of achieving something and you're not allowing yourself to do it. Right. Yeah. And that, and that's a yeah. key mindset thing is yeah.
0: recognizing where you're not following through on what you say you want to do and what excuse, mm-hmm. maybe on a subconscious level, maybe you didn't even realize that you have these excuses, yeah. but they're like, oh, you know, I and most common is I don't have time. I don't have money. I don't have resources. Yeah. Yeah, I learn quickly, like you said, the smallest tweak, you know, someone told me, you know, I can't, I can't fit in exercise in my day. I said, can you put a pair of running shoes in your car? And can you walk right. in appointments? Uh, yeah. yeah, I guess I can. Maybe I'll get sweaty. Well, chances are, unless you're going, you know, speed walking, you're not going to get too sweaty going for a casual walk and moving your body. You know, so it was yeah. interesting the excuses that could come up because they were worried sweat worried about this worried about that and I'm like mm-hmm. so keep something in your car you know and it was very fascinating the excuses our minds can give us from achieving as we know that we're mm-hmm. deserving of and worth the effort as you mentioned earlier
1: Yes, exactly. You know, and I love um, changing, you know, I always say like, I don't have time is just to cop out, right? All you're saying is it's not a priority. And so when you replace, like, I don't have time with that too. It's not a priority right now. Make sure you still feel the same way <laughs> yeah. because a lot of the time you don't, uh, you know, and that's the easiest way I, I think to call yourself out is, is replacing that sentence. Yeah, It's not important to yeah. me. Yep. So what does it mean to you to live rich from the inside out? Uh, For me, it means to feel fulfilled, you know, and and fulfillment to me is is making an impact. But having that that feeling of joy and gratitude for uh, the people that I'm serving, but the conversations that I'm having and in living a life that I know I'm showing up authentically, to me that is is probably the the richest feeling that that I've known to have, and it took a lot of work to get there. <laughs> uh, in self-development and self-awareness. And, uh, and I think realizing that, um, you know, what fulfills me, uh, like many others isn't actually the money. It's the, it's the impact is the experience, the things that I'm able to do with my husband and living in those moments, um, and actually being present, being where my feet are. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Thank you for sharing with us, Nicole. So many tidbits. I'm sure people if they're in the gym or, you know, driving a car, you're going to have to listen to the podcast again, and uh, really take down some of the nuggets and some of the wisdom that Nicole has shared today. Nicole, how can people stay in touch with you and find out more about power coaching?
1: Well, uh, the best way is to follow us on Instagram. Engage there. Our handle, uh, hopefully, will be in the show notes. But it's pow her house money. So P O W H R. That's okay. Um, pow her money. And in our Instagram, we have a link to everything that we have going on. Both of my companies, the courses that we have, events going on. So I would love to engage with you guys there. What is the greatest takeaway? or the number one lesson you have seen people take away
0: from your community and walk away
1: with an implement? I think the, uh, I, I don't know if this is the answer that you're looking for, but the biggest takeaway from our community is execution. You know, uh, it, it knowledge is not power. It you know it converts to power when you execute, when you use it, and do something with that. And and with everything that we do and teach and talk about and, and tell people, uh, the the biggest and most important thing is execution. And so uh, the women in our community are very good at asking for help, executing, and implementing. And that's what's creating uh, uh, their success. You know, that is the, the number one thing.
0: Absolutely
1: love it. It's all about taking action.
0: And again, it's pow her house coaching. And uh, I think
1: you have an upcoming event here. Do you not? I do actually. Uh, January 27th, I am doing an event, How to Own Your Future and Become the Ultimate Money Bitch. So, uh, it is based off of our book, and I, I walk through a lot of the the fun, the mindset, the habits, and then really the staples that you need to consider to to build your wealth. Uh, and And it's it's fun because I tell it in story form, and and even talk about all of the financial blunders that I had, and and you know, old me versus current me. And um, you know, most people who see that don't believe it's me when I'm talking about myself in the beginning. So I would love for anyone to tune into that.
0: Awesome, awesome. I can't wait to share that with everyone here on the Millionaire Woman show. Thank you Nicole for coming on the show and sharing your wisdom. And it's always so much more fun to learn when we can have fun, relax, discuss vulnerabilities, share our mistakes and learn from each other. That's all it's what it's all about, collaboration and sharing and it's there's so much power in story. So thank you so, so much. My pleasure. Thank you, everyone, for joining us here on The Millionaire Woman Show. You can go over to my website where you can get your three-part video course right now of making habits stick so you can build focus and consistency into your plans, your dreams, and make them a reality. On behalf of Nicole and myself, go out and make today great. And as Mahatma Gandhi said, be the change you wish to see in the world.